You're listening to the Shut Up and Teach podcast. I'm your host, Elijah Carbajal. Let's get started. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at www.teachbetterpodcastnetwork.com. Now let's get on to the episode. All right, listeners, welcome back to another episode of the Shut Up and Teach podcast. I'm your host, Elijah Carvajal, a Title I reading interventionist out of Albuquerque, New Mexico. Today, I am very blessed to have a um, an author, an educator, and someone that I consider my friend uh, with me. Uh, I've got Jeff Kubiak with me today. Jeff, I am so glad that we could finally sit down and make this happen. You've done some read alouds to my kids with um, uh, One Drop of Kindness before, and you've got a new book out. So I'm just really stoked that we could have this conversation today. Oh, thanks. It's great to uh, to see you and um, be able to finally connect on this format. You know, I know we did connect when I was uh, when you were in your classroom with your kids, but uh, it's great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Jeff, why don't you take a minute or so to um, talk about yourself, give a little background about your educational journey. As, um, obviously, you're, I mean, you're an author too, so you can talk a little bit about that, but just give our listeners some, some background knowledge about who you are. Yeah, so um, I'm currently a vice principal in uh, the Elk Grove School District uh, um, near uh, kind of in the greater Sacramento area. And this is my uh, 24th or 25th year um, in education. Um, and, you know, my, my goal as, as an adult was always to try to make education better than the way I felt about it growing up. It was a struggle for me, school. Um, you know, I was kind of the misfit, the, uh, the ADHD type of kid getting in trouble and just struggling. And so um, that was one of my, my big vows was to uh, connect with every kid and try to make their educational experience better. Um, and, you know, I've, I've been in different types of schools and different types of districts over the years, taught grades four, five, and six. And um, I currently have uh, a, a daughter who's a senior in high school. My son's in eighth grade and um, my wife is the backbone to our, our whole family. But, um, you know, I... It, I, when I get to school, you know, I really, you know, the, the word relationship is kind of overused, but it's, it's, I don't think can't be focused or stressed on enough, mm -hmm. uh, you know, especially like the work you do is as an interventionist. And um, if, if we don't connect and, and make a relationship real and make it happen with kids, then I don't believe we're doing the best that we can for each kiddo. Right. And right. especially the amount of trauma and struggle they see in today's world, you know, um, it's it just, it, it's enormous. I mean, I, I want to throw this one thing cause it just happened. So, you know, I, I know this one student that uh, happens to be living in um, a motel because of their family situation. And last week there was a murder at the motel and my student happened to be going around the premises and came upon a body, oh. right? And so where do I have the capacity to help 
that kid understand and work through this, right? And this is the kind of stuff we see every day now. Uh-huh. And so, you know, I think bringing, bringing um, books with, you know, positive messages and fun things and activities and, and connecting and playing Beyblades with the kids, you know, like those are the little things we can do at least to get their mind off of it and, and to help them. And, you know, I know that was kind of a circuitous route to your question, but that's kind of, you know, what I'm all about. No, but I love that. I love that answer that you gave and just, you know, talking about, you know, doing those little things to help take kids' minds off of some of the big things in their life. Um, I, I won't go into, into detail, but there's a situation at my wife's school and she actually sat down with the student and talked with the, with the vice principal there and, and mentioned, hey, this kid's going through a lot right now. The last thing he needs is to be walking down the halls, hearing all the gossip. Can this kid have a pass to wear his, to wear his AirPods for a week at least? And they said, yeah, like, let's, let's help this kid, you know, emotionally kind of get through this tough time so that he can kind of drown out some of that negative noise. So you're doing a lot of the same things that are just great for students. And um, books, you mentioned, that's, that's your, not your big thing. It's one of your big things, right? You're an author. You've written several books before. Um, you want to go ahead and list those for us now and then we can I want to dive into your newest one which is Monsters Have Manners but I'll let you highlight some of those books that you have previously written as well yeah cool um yeah so One Drop of Kindness um was written and came out in uh, May of 2019 and you know the, my, my, my purpose and um, thought about that was why why not have more intentional kindness in our world right and mm. you know it's it's the book kind of starts out a little bit bleak and gloomy. It's a a journey of a a boy named Gus who could really be a boy, a girl, a teacher, any human at a school or community that's kind of broken, you know, abandoned, uh, got, got dealt a tough uh, hand of cards and um, just goes through a journey then finds out that really there was kindness within him in his heart. And it just needed the right person to bring it out. And um, so that was that was a neat story. And then my second book um, came out in late 2020. It's called It's Me. And the focus um, of that was to to help empower and support people who have been marginalized and prejudiced and biased against. And um, they're small vignettes written by actual students and educators um, to talk a little bit about their stories like, hey, it, it's me. This is me. You know, I'm. I'm a black um, male educator who has a PhD, Basil Moran, right? And then there's, you know, students, um, a young high school girl that just came out and identified as, you know, as a lesbian and there's um, disabilities and, and just different things that perhaps we don't always see or try to um, understand and empathize and, and, and give, um, give, give, you know, the identity and, um, attention that that we should so um and then of course uh monsters have, sorry about the dog there Mon- <laughs> monsters good. have banners that uh that just happened to come out so um and that's uh that's the one that just came out a couple weeks ago and the journey was amazing um and do you want to dive into that or you want to I would no I would love to dive into monsters have manners just like I was saying before the before we started recording um 
you know, I read this, I read aloud to my kids every Monday. That's like the read aloud day. And so I pick a new book, you know, I try to keep as big a variety. And then I saw your book come out. So I bought it, read it and was like, okay, let's, let's go with this one. Fifth grade, absolutely loved it. And so I knew for sure, like, okay, this is going to be a hit because I got first grade and third grade and fifth grade kind of usually I can tell how the book is going to go depending on how fifth grade feels about it. And fifth grade was all for it. And so it was a big hit with my with my students that I service. So let's talk about Monsters Have Manners. Go ahead. I'll let you. The floor is yours. Yeah. So um, my son, Braden, um, when he was, you know, like eight, nine and 10, like I said, he's 14 now. Um, just, you know, he's his mind is, is a wandering mind, too. And, you know, just likes to draw and like to tinker and build things. And he um, his big thing was he could sometimes you know whip out a a monster drawing in a matter of seconds some took you know hours some took a little bit longer but uh he would just come up with these really cool unique drawings and he collected them and my wife started putting them together like you know stapling little books and he'd have his own his own thing and then um you know right about uh, one of those um i don't know looking through the collection with him, he always kind of has a little tale about them. And mm-hmm. um, they were always kind, you know, he he didn't, he never was afraid of monsters growing up, you know, maybe it was witches or something else, but these were always kind monsters. And he would say, yeah, this one, you know, this one's really cool. He does this and this and that. And dad, could we, you know, can we put them together in a book? And I said, yeah, let's, let's, let's write a book. And you can kind of help me navigate, you know, which one does what and, um, so I just, since he said they were all kind, I, I, you know, thought we'd use manners as kind of the, the genre and, Hey, how can we, you know, help others and what, what, what can we do to make this fun? And so we came up with this and, um, he helped pick certain ones for certain manners, like, you know, the burping guy he wanted here and the guy crossing the street without looking, you know, this or whatever, and, um, just kind of came together and then my dear friend Amanda Fox uh, at the time she was uh, publishing her own book and then it came that uh, she um, had a kind of a merge with teacher goals and they loved the story and one thing led to another and boom you know February 1st it came out and it's uh, it's gotten great reviews and it's been a lot of fun you know we, we were Braden and I were in the local newspaper and um, it's just neat to see your kid get fired up and passionate about something. And even though he's 14 and it's still like, you know, this was something that he loved to do. Um, you know, he's more into sports now and everything, but he's still, you know, the, the passion, right. And you gotta, we gotta feed, feed our kids passion, regardless if it's my own child or kids at school. And, um, because without that, you know, when that candle dies, who knows what's going to happen. So it's been a really, really fun time. I bet it has being able to work side by side with your son. Um, I, I imagine is, is a big blessing for you. And so what, what's kind of going through your mind as your son comes up to you and is showing you these drawings, Hey, let's put this into a store. Was, was it like his idea? Was it like his, did he kickstart the idea? How did this come about? Well, yeah. Pretty much because he had already, you know, he, he and my wife put stapled them and kind of came up with like little, you know, little flip books, right. Little picture uh-huh. books. And, yeah. and he would talk 
talk through them. And, um, and I always was, you know, looking for another concept for a book and I'm always kind of fiddling around and it just kind of happened together. And, um, so it, it was just kind of serendipitous how it, it, it came together and arrived. And one of the neater parts about it is growing up, my dad and I didn't do a ton of like father son stuff. And, you know, we would do the occasional, maybe try to go fishing, which we were both horrible at, or, you know, do this and that, but it's just, it was a struggle for us. And, um, for me to be able to do some things with Braden over the years, and especially this has been really cool. And, um, it's uh, helped me grow as a father uh, and it's, it's been fun. That's awesome. Uh, Brayden's not here, but how's he feeling and how, like, what's his, what's his emotions like right now with the book release and all that? Yeah. So, um, both you, you know, telling the audience that you and I wanted him to pop in and make a quick visit, but he's, he's a very shy guy. And, um, it's like, dad, I don't want to do that. Go in front of people. And it's like, Hey, just meet my buddy, Elijah, have, you know, say, Hey, and, so, and um, it's but, all and it's all good. I respect <laughs> everybody's privacy. So I know, yeah. I know. You and I have a different personality. So, um, <laughs> but uh, no, he just you know. So he, this is like the original copy that we got, and uh, you, know, to, you know to see his name on it, and um, so I, I had bought this uh, copy on Amazon form and um, had it sent to him with a little message in it, just about how how proud I was of him and how. Um, blessed and grateful I was to have an opportunity to, to be able to do a kind of a fun collaboration and um, so he's he just uh, he, he's he's super proud even though he's not the kind of kid that you know walks around and shows it or wants to talk about it you can you can tell it's pretty pretty sweet it's awesome yeah that is awesome so this experience obviously like it's it's not your first rodeo it's his first rodeo here but it's your first one working with your son how is this process different as far as like the actual collaboration? How is this different for you than working with a different illustrator? Well, so, you know, we, the neat thing about what Amanda and teacher goals did is they, you know, they literally, I had, um, I had scanned all of the illustrations that Braden did to them. And, you know, throughout the book, um, they, there's pictures of his actual illustrations. So like, you know, in the oh, background gosh. here, those are actually, those are Braden's drawings. No way. Yeah. Oh, so, so they're cool. throughout the book. And, you know, so, you know, these are all, and then they were just, you know, brought to life by the, you know, the graphic illustrator um, whose name is Vinand. And, but that's the neat thing about it is like, these are his and, you know, so that was one part of it. And then, you know, kind of going through the storyboard and, and um, working with Amanda has been just phenomenal. She's incredible. I, I know you know of her. I don't know if you guys have met, but, um, and then Qui um, Amanda brought Quiver in and Quiver put the AR component. So I don't know if you, with your students, you did the, um, the cleanup game, but, you know, in the book is the, um, uh, the page that you know has the QR code that kids can scan and then this guy comes to life and so yeah. on your phone they can color it and then he, he actually this monster cleans up his room I love that um, and uh, so you know the, that's like beyond me I, I I just 
that technology and everything is just mind blowing to me. And it, it's super cool. Um, and then it was really fun because on World Read Aloud Day, I, I you know, um, brought it in most of the classrooms at my school, um, listened in and the kids uh, just have gotten a kick out of it. Hey, Mr. K, I got your book. And, you know, they show how they play it and all that kind of stuff. So it's it's been it's been a killer ride. And the collaboration with teacher goals has been phenomenal. And and, you know, Braden felt really empowered that he, you know, was a big part of it. And so that, you know, I think that goes into what you and I do on a daily basis, right? You, uh, you know, maybe you give a kid a, a new task in a classroom or, or have them, you know, try something different and just to watch that growth and mm -hmm. the confidence and, and everything. And, and, and just, it's, it, it's phenomenal. And I think, you know, I don't want to speak for you, but that's one of the big reasons why I'm in education is because when you see those moments, man, especially like your amazing work that you do as an interventionist, like when you get that kid that actually becomes fluent or, it, it, you know, breaks through some kind of a barrier that they couldn't, you know, phonemically or whatever, it's, it's got to be just epic, isn't it? It just feels so good. Yeah. It feels great to see your kid succeeding. And, I, and I'm sure for you, this is even like double because he's your own flesh and blood kid, you know? Yeah, it, and it is. And I, it's just something, you know, I'll never forget. I'm so proud of. And I, to me, the power of, um, you know, the collaboration, but, you know, giving kids responsibilities to grow and, and to bloom is phenomenal. And to me, and, and you see this all the time, also the power of picture books, I think is underrated. Um, you know, when I taught fourth, fifth and sixth, I use picture books all the time. And I, you know, I think they're even more, just as if not more important in middle and high school, because the kids are looking at it in different viewpoints, maybe as an artist or an aspiring illustrator or an aspiring writer, but just to, to be able to give them a, a different perspective, you know, and it, it's, 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 an, it's amazing. It truly is. It truly is. Um, this has been, uh, this is so cool that you got the chance to work with your son. Do you guys have any more plans, any future plans to work together? Does he have any future plans? Does he want to pursue this even more? He's on the fence. He, he does, but you know, he, he still doodles and does some things, but he's not as into it. You know how kids kind of up and down and, um, but you know, maybe not, not this capacity, but definitely in other things, you know, we, we like putting things together and building things and, um, and, and trying new things together and, you know, skateboarding or biking or, you know, different things. And I think it's just this particular medium brought us closer in a different way. And, and so um, that's been just mind blowing for me as a, as a dad to, uh, to have this. So, yeah. That's, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, there's a couple points that you mentioned uh, it, throughout our discussion so far that I'd like to go back and kind of circle back to. So um, one of them, you mentioned just the power of reading aloud and the power of picture books and, and things like that. Um, you and I both know that, you know, you said it, relationships are kind of over, that word is often just overused, but we know the power of it. We understand how how important that is. And so I wonder if you can share with our listeners, how have you seen read aloud 
impacts student relationships, either student to student, student to teacher, like what is the power of a read aloud? You know, to me, regardless of what the written content is, when, when, you're, when you're holding something up and it doesn't matter what the image is, if it's nature or just, you know, Peter Reynolds dot or, you know, whatever it is, they, they can interpret things and bring their own concept, you know, their own concepts into their own context into it to help them imagine or navigate. And, you know, with our second language learners, how we, you know, um, connect text and images. And so it, it's just, it's perspective. It's, it's something to bring in a different way to learn and imagine and see and also brings in the cap and you know the power of conversation. Now we get kids, oh hey, talk about you. What what does it mean to you? What's your experience? Oh, you know what? I didn't even see the image as that. And you know, oftentimes, like you know, if you see an image, maybe it looks like the profile of an old lady, but at the same time, you know, maybe it looks like a vase of flowers, right? Mm -hmm. And so to show those images and then to bring in the power of words with it or just to have those images and then let the kids come up with their own stories. So now they're creating, now they're writing and, and it just, I, th I think it gives them something different, but it encourages a, a, a different way to use their brain. And so, um, you know, the teachers at my school are just love it. I always see them, you know, holding up big books and picture books mm -hmm. and, and it doesn't matter if it's, you know, you know, Dr. Seuss, Maurice Sendak, you know, whatever, for whatever grade, it, it's about, does that tie in to maybe what the, the standard is or what the genre is, or gosh, is it bringing in, you know, we got a kid that maybe lost a pet over the weekend. Wow. You know, what's the, the, the one great thing about Barney, or I always remember this book that I shared, uh, the kids that lost pets, right? And it's just, you're just bringing in experiences. And, and that's, to me, what's so important about, you know, having kids seven, eight hours at school every day are those experiences that they can, you know, bloom where they're planted and grow from. Right. And, you know, you bring up a good point in just that, you know, it can be used for so much. I was, I was, uh, I had some time off and I went to visit my wife's class and they were actually in the middle of something. I had to bring her a saw. I had to bring her a jigsaw to cut some, cut some things for her um, that we've forgotten to do over the weekend. So she said, Hey, you're off. Can you come by? So I did. And I walk in and all these kids in her art class are doing different like engineering type stuff. Some are, you know, everybody's kind of working on their own thing. Her, her class is amazing. But I look up on the, on the screen, the Promethean board that they have there and it's, it's a it's a YouTube read aloud of Dr. Seuss's The Lorax, um, or no 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 not The Lorax. I'm sorry I'm sorry the Sneeches when they oh, make yeah. the the star on star, star off machine. Yeah. And so these kids are making these prototypes, and so she's using literature and a read aloud to kind of explain what a prototype is and what you know all these different things. And then the kids from there are like, okay, now we get it. Like we can go from here. So she's using literature to explain a, a art concept, really, an engineering type concept. So I'm fully, fully on board with everything you're saying about this power of you know engagement, 
connection, you know, everything, you know, that the read aloud does. Right. Um, look what you just said, too. So we have literature and then we connect it to design thinking and then to engineering and then actually maybe building some kind of prototype. And then in today's world, like making it augmented or actual virtual reality or whatever, like look at what, what we just talked about the whole journey. And it can all come from either the power of images or what books and literature do. And I think, you know, it, it's, it's heartbreaking to hear, you know, certain schools or states or whatever, you know, disallow different books or literature because the power in the written word and the, and the visual image together is just, it's mind blowing and, and there's endless opportunities for what we can do with it, you know? There is, there is. And I'm glad there's folks like you out there putting some positive literature with positive messages out there as well. Um, so you, you also mentioned, you know, you're kind of always looking for a new idea, uh, you know, some for a new book or something like that. So where do you draw inspiration from? School every day, students, yeah. real, real life, my own kids driving down the highway podcast, you know, anything I just, um, the, my mind, you know, I'm kind of an ADHD kid anyway. And my, my, my mom wanders all the time and I'm, and always kind of thinking about things. And so, um, uh, I just, and I, and I, you know, I journal in the mornings and so it's just random stuff, you know, it's like, I see a box of Nella wafers, maybe it could become like, you know, some character in, in a new book or whatever. So, Hey, I love it. Um, my wife, introduced me to this phrase by Picasso that creativity will find you but it has to find you working and so I, I feel that like what you what you said like just looking around and being influenced by you know whatever there is you know I wrote a poem the other day about a book that I'm reading you know it was just like a way for me to reflect on that you know and just kind of be creative and make sure I'm understanding what it what it is that I'm actually reading about so I love that you know That's just cool. yeah I dig it yeah and I think you know for me you know, I, I wasn't always the most easy to get along with as, as a teacher and especially as a new administrator, I struggled with my own demons. And as I've grown and reflect, uh, you know, the books that I write now, I really want to have a positive takeaway or something that um, we can help challenge kids or parents or adults to think about because, um, there's enough crud in the world and so if if we can have one more little kind of positive takeaway the kids are like hey you know i, I can look at it that way and yeah may, maybe i will say please or thank you or hey you know pardon me i'm sorry that i did that and um the, the little things to people like us and educators i think really do add up and uh, make a difference yeah absolutely absolutely uh man this has been such a great conversation a great time to reconnect with you jeff i appreciate this conversation um before we wrap up i've got a three-part question for you here and this does not have to be educational educational at all it could be literally anything that you're of the in in these three categories here so if you're ready let's go for it let's do it all right so first part what are you reading second part what are you watching and third part what are you listening to reading um several different things but i um uh, read things 
well, a couple different apps right now. One of them is my, um, like, uh, kind of my daily stoicism, um, daily meditations. Okay. Um, kind of the Marcus Aurelius take on that. Um, currently watching, my wife and I are dabbling in Poker Face. So, um, Natasha Leone, I think her name is from American Pie. Mm. Kind of a cool spin. Okay. And then um, what, what was the third part? So reading, watching, and listening to. Um, any kind of podcast I can. I, I love um, the Huberman podcast. And then there's another one called Finding Joy. And uh, on, my, on my commute, I uh, try to get this, this old brain of mine to, uh, to learn and keep being, being malleable on a daily basis. <laughs> That's awesome. Thanks for sharing. I appreciate it, Jeff. Of course. Thank you so much. I, this has been, like I said, a great conversation. Uh, could you share with our listeners really quickly, how can they connect with you? Where can they find your literature at? Right on. So um, jeffkubiak.com. I have different ways of, uh, for people to connect, you know, school visits, um, different things like that. And the books are on um, Amazon, Barnes and Noble. And, you know, they can connect with me to get, um, you know, class sets or different things like that and um, sign books. But, uh, and then, you know, I love being on social media too. Um, Instagram is, you know, Jeff, uh, Jeff Kubiak uh, author, and then at Jeffrey Kubiak on Twitter and find a way to connect with me. I'll get back to you and let, let's have some fun uh, uh, making kids better. That's, yeah. that's, what, that's what it's about making kids better and through the power of read alouds, especially. So Ooh, listeners, I yes. really, really encourage you, please go pick up um, Jeff's books, One Drop of Kindness, It's Me and Monsters Have Manners, which was is the newest one, which is also illustrated by Braden uh, Kubiak. So Jeff, thank you so much. This has been a, a great time. I appreciate you taking time out of your day to meet with me and chat about um, education, your, your journey and literature and your son and all that so thank you so much oh my pleasure and thank you keep up your great work my friend thank you listeners thank you for joining jeff and i for this conversation i hope that you were blessed by it just as i was and i hope that you had a lot of takeaways as well uh make sure that you follow jeff and check out his three books and in fact one of them is in spanish as well right yeah one drop of kindness una gota de bondad and there's a Spanish version of it as well. So please check that out if you can. Um, thanks for joining us. I look forward to seeing you on the next podcast. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Shut Up and Teach podcast. I hope that you'll check out previous episodes and I hope that you'll share this with a friend or a colleague.